0: You're listening to Feeding Catholica, the Sunday homilies of Father John Gazzaldo, pastor at St. Luke Catholic Church, Temple, Texas. Today's homily is from Sunday, October 15th, 2023, the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time, titled Burning and Flooding Houses. I've never been in a, a burning house and had to be saved by a fireman. I can only imagine what that would be like. But I have been in a flood before, and that was scary enough. In 1981, I was 12 years old, and Hurricane Allen, some of you are old enough to remember, Hurricane Allen hit Texas, and there was flooding in Central Texas, especially in San Marcos. And when it hit, my little brother and I were staying with my grandparents. And they lived in a part of town that was was below level. It was kind of low. And I I remember watching. My parents were away, and they were watching us. And I remember watching the water come up, the stoop, and up the step. And my elderly grandparents, my grandfather, said, we need, we need to move higher. So. We moved to a house that was higher up the street, but the water kept coming, and it was getting scary, and I remember thinking, I better not act like I'm scared because my grandparents are getting nervous, but at one point, it came up to our knees and then up to our thighs, and my grandfather said, we have to keep moving, so I just remember trudging through the water, asking, where are we going, and are we going to Drown? And right then, this huge truck came plowing through the water. Some big, huge truck with these wheels plowing through the water. And I remember being elated. We were saved. My grandparents got in a cab, and me and my little brother jumped in the back. Even though it was wet back there and cold, it's like, let's get out of here. And they drove us home, and my grandparents took care of us there. I don't remember the man who pulled up in the truck, I'm not even sure I laid eyes on him, because like I said, we were in the back, but he indeed saved us. These are the stories I think Jesus uses too. He uses the image of a wedding, but before I get to that, I'd like to use another image that I kind of hinted at the beginning. The Society of Jesus, the Jesuits, they talk about salvation and their mission and as missionaries with the image of a burning house. They talk about the image of the firemen. And what do they do, and how do they teach that to their novices? Well, let me let me go over that now. It's actually just called the firemen. There's a burning house, and the firemen show up. Firepersons, whatever they're called now. They show up and they can hear somebody inside screaming. And they have to go in there and get them. So they put on their stuff, they get an axe, they plow through the front door. And they work their way back and they find them hiding. And Now these people can't save themselves. They're trapped and scared. There's flames and smoke and the timbers are falling. Now the fireman doesn't escort them out. He carries them out. Puts them over their shoulder and they, they run out. Back through the flames and the and the smoke and the falling timbers. Brings them out to a little grassy knoll, maybe 50, 60 yards away. Puts them down and then meets their needs. Cleans them up. Gives them something to drink. Patches any wounds that they may have. They have been saved. They have been saved. But then the missionaries, they add another little wrinkle to the story to the paradigm to the image they'll say are you okay are you okay now yes I'm okay will you get suited up and go back into the burning house with me to go get more people this is the image that they use this is the image that I think the church uses too when we have been saved we've been rescued from hell and that we get to a certain age. Are we okay? Are we okay? Now it's time to go back in to these burning houses. To these flooding houses. And start inviting people to the wedding feast. Because this is the image that Jesus uses. Not some grassy knoll. As we hear today, the king invites people to a wedding feast. And I love the words he uses. Choice wines, rich food, juicy and rich food. Wow. Wow. And there's all kinds of images there. Heaven and the mass. But as we read through the parable, we find out that someone gets rejected. Someone gets tossed out when he shows up without a wedding garment and the master, the king, the father, when he sees this person not appropriately dressed, he doesn't say, you know... Come as you are. All are welcome. Open minds, open hearts, open arms. No. No, He doesn't. So what does this mean? Does it mean he showed up with t-shirts and shorts and chanclas? I don't think so. I think it means something else. But we'll get to that later. I'll get to that later. We all have been to weddings. We all have been to weddings. I've been to many. I enjoy weddings, but there's a a tradition now, something that's starting to happen at weddings where people get invited to the sacrifice, to the sacrament of marriage, but they tell the couple, you know what, we'll come to the reception. That's enough. They'll come to the reception for the food, the alcohol, the dancing, the camaraderie, and sometimes they come and make fools of themselves. I've seen it. And one time, I remember a, a man showed up to the reception and he was dressed like a Slav. And he was a friend of the, the groom, I guess, but the father walked up to that man and said, "You have to leave. You have to leave." That's what a man does. But it also kind of revealed that this man's life was a bit of a mess, a bit of a mess. And I would would compare people who are living in sin to living in burning houses, who are living in sin, who are living in houses that they're about to drown in. But I don't think when a fireman goes into a house, a burning house, that anybody ever says, no, you know, I think I'm just going to stay. Just want to get me out of here. But if we are living immersed in some kind of sin, we can get used to it. We can start to embrace it, even as at our identity. And we can start to love the mess of our lives. And we'll see God's precepts and demands of a disciple to be unjust and infringing on our freedom. We'll see the church and her missionaries as being judgmental instead of there to save you, to pull you out of that burning house, that flooded, drowning house. And we know people whose lives are drowning in alcohol. We know people who are drowning in pornography, dysfunctional marriages. Sometimes people are drowning in debt, and it doesn't seem to bother them. They just keep spending more money. They almost become used to it people drowning in stuff, literally stuff. If you've never met a hoarder, I have. And when you knock on a hoarder's door, if they can get the door open, you see real quick that they're just surrounded by junk. They might say, oh, I'm a collector. But the first thing that hits you is the stench of the house. But they don't smell it. They have become nose-blind to it. And they're living in the muck. And they've kind of been comforting to them. And we're there to pull them out, to clean up the mess. But oftentimes, you have to actually fight with them. And you have to pull them out and show them, this is how you're living. I imagine we all know people who are sitting at home right now, sitting at their couch, paying 200 bucks a month for cable, watching football, it's only when we pull them out of that do sometimes they look back and say, wow, I can't believe I lived like that. Wow, I can't believe I was doing that, living in a house, a life on fire, drowning in this. Because that man who showed up without a wedding garment, the wedding garment is mentioned in Revelation and in Isaiah, and it is Christ who robes us in works of Righteousness that a robe, a wedding garment stands for our baptism, but also our righteous deeds. And that some people show up or think they are going to show up at Judgment Day and think, oh, well, I'm a part of the family. Surely they'll let me in. But as we see here, it doesn't work like that. That to become a committed disciple means we live a life of discipline. And you cannot be happy without discipline. Because I think following the ways of Christ, following the ways of the church, people don't do it and we're shy away from it out of fear. a fear that we might be losing something. a fear that we might be missing out on something. That's what the evil one tempts us to. Live it up while you still can. But when we have been saved, when people hit rock bottom... It's only then sometimes do they look back and say, wow, my life was a mess. Wow, I can't believe I was living like that. Thank you for pulling me out. But as we hear from St. Paul today, from trust in God, he says, I am used to living in poverty and with wealth, and we can do it. I have missed anything. I can do both and give praise to God. I have lived with both nothing and a lot. And the Lord has blessed me. I have followed him. And I know what it's like to give up a few things. I was telling, I think it was somebody here today. For the past two or three weeks, Father Vincent and I have gone without television. We pulled our cable boxes out. And uh, it was kind of hard the first couple of days. But now, I, now it's almost a Freedom. Somebody, and I'm not sure who, somebody pulled our cable boxes out. <laughs> but I have to go back and thank them. If I could use an extreme example, if I can use an extreme example, when an exorcist is exorcising a demon from a demoniac, there's a point in the exorcism where the demoniac, the person, the host, the human being, has to renounce the demon, has to say, I renounce you. And the the priest will ask, go ahead and say, I renounce you. And sometimes they have a hard time doing that. Now, you might think, well, why would they do that? I saw the exorcist, that didn't look comfortable at all. Well, no, the demons offer power, strength, influence, special knowledge, and that can become addictive. Also, know that power and hate are absolutely addictive. All you have to do is watch any video of Hitler giving a speech and you see that he is drunk with power and hate and that can become an addiction. And it takes someone else to come in and pull and pull and pray. Say, come on out with me. Let me save you and clean you up. We have been immersed in the waters of baptism and we are called to this wedding banquet. But I would say to all of you here, to be on the lookout for people who are maybe lost in sin, lost in falsehood, lost in addiction. Pray for them. Do whatever you can to pull them out, invite them to the wedding feast because we have been invited. We have been cleaned. We have been renewed. We have been washed and then head back out head back into those burning houses and flooding houses to search for more. You've been listening to Feed In Catholica, the Sunday homilies of Father John Gazaldo, pastor at St. Luke Catholic Church, Temple, Texas. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you can be made aware when new episodes are released.